Hey guys, Rachel here. So right now I'm in the middle of a major remodel in my home. Um, and I'm actually trying to take this on right now. And I have to be done by this weekend, by Friday. <laughs> and so, um, and yeah, I've been working on this for like the past week. So yeah, only two weeks and it's crazy, but, um, and doing the podcast and doing everything else. And so I've been like really taking the time to downsize. So I've been, you know, getting rid of things that either just no longer serve me or just things that like we've just had piled up because we've been in this house going on seven years now. And so we just have like so many things that we've just kept for like 18 years. So like we've got 18 years worth of stuff that, you know, some of the stuff we have no room for or we just don't need. So obviously I've been like purging a lot of this stuff. So I've been going on like Facebook marketplace and things like that. But obviously there's other things that we need to get rid of that do not really fit in that category. And some of it is race car related. Right. And so mm, you can try on Facebook marketplace, but let's be honest, like people don't always just go on there to look for that. And sure, there's Facebook groups and things, but sometimes your posts get just like hidden between all the mass posting posting that, that goes on. So is there another option? Yes, there is. And that is racingjunk.com. You can go to racingjunk.com. You can start with a free account. There are paid accounts, but you can start for free and you can buy stuff or you can sell stuff. So, I mean, it depends on, you know, where you are right now, um, but you could sell things or you can go and buy stuff uh, on there. So check out racingjunk.com for all your race car parts needs and race cars and car haulers and everything else you can possibly imagine uh, on there. And they are the official classified for Race Wife Unfiltered. Welcome to Race Wife Unfiltered, hosted by your favorite bougie race wife, Rachel Thornhill. Every week, she shares stories of her life as a race wife and other women in motorsports, giving them a platform so their voices can be heard. Hey, so welcome back to Race Wife Unfiltered. I am your host, Rachel Thornhill, and today we have no special guests. Um, today is going to be an actual solo episode. Um, I haven't done one of those in a very long time, um, because all the episodes for probably the past, wow, maybe the, almost the past six months have been just guests. So, um, and I did that on purpose because, um, I had so many guests that wanted to be on the podcast that if I would have put any solo episodes in, um, I would have ended up pushing a lot of their episodes into the new year. And I didn't want to do that. So that's why I wanted to get in all the guest episodes uh, as much as possible. I mean, we still have some guest episodes that are going to be coming through um, later on, but um it will be a little bit more scattered because at the end of November is when I stop interviewing and I will be pretty much um, taking time off um, between December and January um, and won't start interviewing again until the end of January. Because guys, I've been going constant literally since um, since. December of last year. The only time I took off was the week that I was hospitalized, which was the week of July the 4th. Um, and that was it. So I've been interviewing people and trust me, I love it. Don't get me wrong, but I do want to put that boundary in place and have downtime, which literally becomes a part of the conversation that we're having today. 
is talking about self-care, like self-care rituals and setting boundaries for yourself. Um, because that was something that I never really did. Um, and the podcast really showed me that, um, I needed to put that type of stuff into place because at first I was doing podcast interviews literally back to back, like almost every single day. And I was, and sometimes I was doing two to three podcast episodes in the same day. Like I was, you know, interviewing people, um, like two to three times during the same day. And guys, first of all, my voice, my poor voice, I mean, it was getting to the point where like I was in, I was actually getting really ill. Um, and I was actually starting to get burnt out with the podcast. Um, I, I actually started getting burnt out literally when I ended up being hospitalized. Um, that is what it took for me to realize that I needed to set boundaries for myself. So what I did was starting then I made it part of my self-care to go down to one podcast interview a day and only twice a week. So on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I only do one podcast interview um, and that's it. And I only do it at a certain time. And if you know, if that means one a certain day, I end up having no podcast interviews. That's okay. Um, I don't freak out about it anymore. I am okay with the fact that there are weeks now that I might not have any podcast interviews, or I might have people that cancel or reschedule or whatever. And at one time, like that that would aggravate me because I'm like, well, man, like they canceled on me, um, or they no showed or whatever. But to me, it's like, well, maybe this, this is just like an opportunity for me to be able to just do something else. Um, and especially right now with where I'm at in my life, um, I have a lot of things that I've put on the back burner that I have not done because, you know, the podcast takes up a lot of my life outside of my corporate job, which is fine. And like, it's because that's what I have put in place for me. You know, this is a passion of mine. And so I put in a lot of hours um, and a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of money sometimes, obviously, because I have a team, so I have to pay them. Um, And even though um, I have had some sponsors, um, but I mean, I'm going to be real with you guys. I don't really make any money right now. I don't. Um, I literally bootstrap everything. So like I pay my team when I get paid for my corporate job. Literally the minute that I get paid, I'm literally sending them their money through PayPal. Like that's, that's how it works, um, right now, you know? And of course I want that to eventually change. That's why I have sponsorship packages and things like that, that I've came up with because I do want to help, you know, brands build, you know, build their, build their companies up, you know, when it comes to their marketing campaigns and stuff and be able to target women in motorsports, because obviously we're a huge, market that a lot of them don't even cater to like um and it makes no sense because let's be honest we got expensive taste y'all like we do i mean first of all we first of all if we if you're a driver right you already are spending a ton of money on a race car like because obviously you have to start somewhere when you don't have sponsors right Um, And I know this is kind of going a little off topic, but you guys will get what I mean in a minute. But, you know, we we chose one of the most expensive hobbies ever to be involved in, whether that means you're a race wife like myself, where my husband is the one that drives a car. But guess what? That the money that goes into racing, it's not just his income. It's also mine, you know, so, you know, we we fund this together. 
Um, and that's something that like a lot of people, it's like, you know, that like women are the buyers too. Right. So, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that weren't into you that even though, um, and I feel like sometimes motorsports, women in motorsports get thrown into like a really weird stereotype, you know? Um, and it's like, and it's really weird because some brands just do not want to invest in women in motorsports. And I don't understand why that is. I really do not. Um, and I'm also seeing it firsthand myself because, you know, I mean, obviously I've got to put myself out there and I've got to pitch people and things like that. And trust me, I've had, I've had a lot of no's, but I'm good with it because guess what? You know, obviously they weren't the right brand for, uh, this podcast and we will find the right people will come, right? The right people will always come. So I'm not, you know, I'm not tripping about it, but see, that's that, but this comes back to like a lot of the things that I have to do. So like, obviously I have to pitch brands sometimes for like collaborations and things like that. I, you know, I've got to find guests. I've got to do all these things. We'll see in order to do that and have a, and have a corporate job and be able to spend time with my family. I can't do all of it. This is why I had to delegate and I had to hire a team, you know, so I have one person. Um, I don't want to mention their names because of the fact that like, I don't, due to privacy reasons, like, I don't want to just like throw their names out there because, you know, you know, like I don't have their permission. So one of them, she, that's what she literally does. She's my podcast manager. And I'm sure like, if you've been a guest on the show, you have talked to her, you know, um, through email. So she literally, you know, sends out, you know, the questionnaire for the podcast. She does all those things, whatever it's, she also finds leads for sponsors, um, and stuff like that. Well, I don't have time (laughs) to pitch guests or, or deal with guests all the time. I mean, you know, yes, obviously I do interview them, but you know, being able to go back and forth with scheduling and things like that, a lot of times, you know, like she'll send it over to me when they're finally, Cause I mean, the podcast questionnaire form goes directly to my calendar so they can book the time. And so I don't have to physically look at my calendar because it's all there. Um, then I also have an assistant. She honestly is a lifesaver because between my calendar, not always being updated because I'm really bad about that stuff and, uh, setting up meetings and things like that. And, um, my email, cause my email is a total mess. Like, I mean a hot mess because I try, I try really hard, but sometimes I forget, I forget to email people back and I forget to do things. And she stays on top of that stuff for me. And like, I, I totally appreciate everything that she does for me. And then, um, and then I have another girl, um, that does, pretty much my content. So she schedules my social media posts. She creates like the graphics for my social media posts. She edits the reels that go on Instagram and LinkedIn. Um, she also, you know, she's the one that built my LinkedIn up. She has put me in groups. She has like shared stuff to groups in LinkedIn. She, you know, she really builds up my social media presence because I don't have the time to do it. (laughs) I really do not. Um, now, Uh, obviously they only work Monday through Thursday. And I did that on purpose because Fridays, obviously, especially during racing season, we have Fridays off completely, 100%, even whenever it's not racing season. And I did that on purpose because the thing is Fridays is literally the beginning of the weekend. Like who wants to work on Fridays? I know most people don't. And I know like people, a lot of people might be like, well, that's like not feasible. Like, because obviously when you're in the corporate world, like everybody works Monday through Friday, I get that. But when it's my own company, I can make the rules. Right. And so I did now, of course, with my corporate job, I work on Fridays, but my team does not work. They don't. And now granted, um, two of them, two of them, they are, 
they are independent contractors, you know, completely. They have like their own clients. They have all of that. So they're still working on Fridays, but they're just not working for me. Now, my assistant, she only works for me. So she doesn't work on Fridays at all. Like she just gets to spend time with her kid and her mom because she takes care of her mom, you know, and, and things like that. Um, so she doesn't have to work on Fridays at all because she only works for me. Um, and so that's how that works. Um, but they get paid for it. They get paid for Monday through Friday, but they only work Monday through Thursday. Um, and that's how I wanted to do it. Um, I don't expect them to work on Fridays because I'm not going to be working on Fridays during racing, during racing season. And then even outside of racing season, I don't expect them to work on Fridays, but see, that's boundaries that I had set for myself. And so in turn, I put that in place for them. So if I'm not working on Fridays, you don't work either. If I go on vacation, you don't have to work either. We can set everything up ahead of time because luckily with, with the world of technology, you can automate a lot of things now. So my team doesn't have to always work when I'm not here either. And I kind of put that in place because it's like, why not? Like, why do I expect them to work when I'm not here? You know, when I'm taking time off or whatever, you know, as long as we get all of our stuff done early and automate all of it, then that's all that matters. Um, there's no point. Cause like when I, when I was at Talladega, my team didn't work at all. I made sure that I made them put out of office, um, messages as well. I told them to use the same out of office message that I had. You know, I said that we were, we were closed due to business travel. That's literally what I said. And that we wouldn't be back until Tuesday. And that, that's how it was. And I gave them all that time off because they got off a Thursday through Monday and I left it that way. But that, that's the thing. Like if I wouldn't have created these boundaries when it came to my own self-care and my own mental health, my team wouldn't be able to benefit from that either. So it crosses over into your business life as well, not just your personal life. Because if you're not okay, then it's going to affect them as well because they're going to know because obviously you're not going to be acting right towards them. You know, things will get a little weird, right? So you have to like be mindful about things like that. And so that's why I definitely made sure that I put in boundaries that I didn't want to cross. So I still don't take podcast interviews at any other day. Like I don't. I don't set up podcast interviews besides Tuesdays and Thursdays. That's it. Like, I will not interview somebody on a Monday. I will not interview somebody on a Wednesday or a Friday. Like, I won't do it. Um, I, at one time, I was making exceptions um, because, well, there was one I made an exception for because I was going on vacation. And so by the time I would have been able to interview her, it would have been, it would have been a while. So I made one exception and I'm not going to lie. Like it, for me, I kind of see why I don't make exceptions normally because it, it did, it put me behind. Like when it came to, um, getting like a lot of stuff that I needed to get done, like done before vacation. So, um, I'll never do it again. And then, and there's nothing and like, it has nothing to do with the guests. It's just that I did that. I put that on myself. Like I'm the one that gave them the date. Like it could have been done later, but I gave them that date. Like it had nothing to do with them, but that was me going against my own boundary. And it, it kicked me in the ass. It really did. Um, and so that's something that I will never do again. And yeah, now I won't lie. Um, since I stopped doing podcast episodes, like, um, 
down to like two, two a week. I have had way less guests. I've had way more reschedules. I've had way more no shows than what I had in the past. But to me, I'm okay with that happening. Like at one time, like honestly, I would have been pissed. I would have been pissed like a long time ago. I would have been pissed. But to me, it's like, okay, if that means I don't have any podcast interviews this week, what else could I be doing for myself? That's not podcast related, you know, like what could I be doing with my family? Is there anything else like in my home that is being neglected because I've been so focused on the podcast and right now, like it's prime example. So my husband is having friends and family over this weekend because his birthday is on Friday. And so he's wanting to have people over on Saturday. Well, because I've been so busy with work and the podcast and everything, I have neglected a lot of part, a lot of parts of my house. And when I say neglect, I don't mean like just cleaning. No, I mean like remodeling. Like I was in the middle of remodeling projects and then stopped randomly. And so I have like all these things that are not done. And sure, I mean, it's not it's not like a major construction zone where like we shouldn't even be living in it. Right. No, but it was okay for us to be living in it. It wasn't that bad, like half-ass painted stuff and things like that. But to have people over, like my house isn't guest friendly at this exact moment. Right. So this kind of put me on a schedule, like, where within two weeks, pretty much, I had to get certain things on my... So, like, I have, like, this home improvement list. Like, and trust me, like, a lot of it is, like... Some of it is not stuff that has to be done, but it's, like, dream stuff. Like, some of it is. Some of it is stuff that I would love to have done, but, like, maybe it's not feasible right now or it's not a priority. Um, But I have a list, Um, that I've made. And well, what I did was I went through the list and I made, like I marked, like I highlighted what was a priority like right now and what could actually be done in two weeks time. So I knew I had a two week time frame, but I knew there was only certain things on that list that I felt were extremely important. Like I felt had to be done. And then also I also narrowed it down from there. I'm like, okay, well, this is the stuff that I feel that has to be done. But what out of those can actually be done in a two week time frame? Because there's some stuff that was on there that there was no way I could get that done in in two weeks between work, the podcast and, you know, anything else that might come up. And also my youngest daughter had some school stuff that came up like randomly and like some of that happens this week too. So I have to put that into the schedule as well. And so I'm like, well, what, um, you know, so I've got to make sure that I have time allotted to all of that. And it just so happened that today I was supposed to have a podcast interview and they no showed and Thursday that person canceled and they need to reschedule. Now, this obviously was not planned, but in a way, though, I'm kind of relieved because guess what? That gives me way more time to dedicate to finishing my house before people come over. And so I don't have to worry so much about, um, you know, about how much time I have left. Now, of course, yes, right now I am recording this podcast episode because obviously this comes out on tomorrow night or Thursday, you know, if you listen to this on social media. So, yes, I literally recorded this in the same week, (laughs) you know, but um, yeah, so right now podcast episodes are kind of caught up. So 
a lot of it, it's going to start being almost in real time. Like, for example, the Ashley Aftal episode that came out um, today, that was recorded last week. Um, That was recorded literally last week. Um, That was recorded on Thursday of last week. So, yeah, like a lot of... um, the episodes now are going to be a lot closer, like only so many days apart from when they're recorded because I finally like have gotten through all of the old content. Um, and so now everything's going to be a little bit more in real time or if, if there is like a, like a, a gap, it might be like a week or two not months because some of these older podcast episodes were done like months before they came out. And so now we're at that point where it won't be, it's going to be way more like closer to real time. So that's kind of like where I'm at. Um, but now you're going to get a lot more solo episodes for me. And with solo episodes, guys, like I'll be honest, this is me just talking I have no script. I'm just throwing shit out there and hoping it sticks. (laughs) And, and, and that's okay. Like, honestly, all of my solo episodes for the most part, um, when it comes to me talking about like self-development and mindset and stuff, that's just me talking. Like, it's not, I don't have anything written down. I'm not looking at something. None of that, that it's just me sitting here with you guys, pretty much doing almost like a fireside chat minus the fire, right? Like, that's what this is. Um, It's just me speaking directly to you. I don't, you know, none of this, the whole point is for it to be unfiltered. Like, it's not scripted. I don't, you know, I'm not going to script anything. And I mean, you guys see it in the podcast all the time. You see it with the podcast interviews. None of that's scripted. The only thing that I do to start it off is that I ask a question to the to the guests, because obviously we have to start somewhere. We can't just like sit there and not know where the conversation goes. Um, And then every now and then I might like throw in a question, but none of that is scripted. Like the only thing that's scripted is the first question. That's it. Um, And so that's that's how Clearly, I live my life like this (laughs) because for me, it's like I want to live in the moment with stuff like I don't I used to I used to be one of those like hardcore planner people when it came to like my routine and my rituals and things like that. And now I have to say probably within the past year, I've started to get away from all that. Like I'm okay with my routine changing. And that is something that I definitely recommend that people be more mindful of is that it's okay for your self-care rituals, your routine, all of that to change. Now, now I will use this as a disclaimer because neurodivergent people, okay, I'm, I'm a neurodivergent person, all right? So for us, it is sometimes harder to get out of a routine. Or to change, because it's very hard for us a lot of times. Not all neurodivergent people can change their routines because it would literally freak them out or, you know, or it could cause, you know, some type of other issue. So that doesn't mean that we all can just change. But if you are somebody that could actually change their routine and it would not heavily impact you either physically or mentally, then I would recommend that you be more mindful about your routine possibly shifting. Because if you think about it, we're constantly going through growth. Um, well, we're supposed to be. If you're not, then I, then I would suggest that you reflect on things and see why you're not growing as a person because obviously there's something that's keeping you stagnant. But if you are a person that you notice that you're constantly growing out of things, you're constantly growing out of like your routines that you were doing in the past, um, or there's constantly things that are no longer serving you, um, whether that is 
relationships, people, you know, other people, you know, um, your routines, rituals, anything, right? Um, you know, your likes, your dislikes. Cause I mean, we all change, obviously some of the stuff that I liked at like six years old, I probably do not like now. Right. I mean, so if we're constantly growing as people, a lot of that can change, but that doesn't mean that you should be hard on yourself because your stuff changed. Um, and I think sometimes that's where like, we can be like our own worst enemies because like, for example, like I was working out every single day, like for a while, like for months, I was working out every single day. And then when we went to Talladega, like, I don't know, I guess because like, I knew we were going to be walking a lot and we were going to be doing like being like moving around a lot. So I didn't work out. Right. Because also like, I really had no way to work out at Talladega. Like there's no possible way for me to do that. Except like if I went run or like, you know, walk or whatever. And as much steps as we got in, like we were getting over like 20,000 steps a day. Like I felt that there was really no need for me to work out. Well, unfortunately because of that, and I, and I go I go further into this in my YouTube video about my lazy girl era, and I'll drop that in the show notes so you guys can go check that out. But I talk about that, that I got out of the routine of working out every day because we went to Talladega, that by the time I got back, like, obviously I'm going from like 20,000 steps a day to like 1500 steps a day sitting back at a desk because obviously I do work. I work from home, you know, with my corporate job as well. So I'm literally sitting at a desk for seven to eight hours a day. And it, it, it's like all of a sudden I had no more motivation to do any of any of that. Like I didn't want to work out anymore. And that sucked for me because it's like, I really enjoyed working out, but now it's like, I'm like, like, I really don't want to, like, I really don't have the motivation to do it. And, but I shouldn't feel so like pissed at myself about it because who's to say that I needed to work out every single day. You know, some people will work out two to three times a week, but they still do it. Like they're still consistent. Like you don't have to work out every single day. I mean, you could, if that's, if that makes it easier for you to keep the habit in place, like that consistency. But even if it's three times a week, that's still consistent because you're still doing it, but you're only doing it on certain days. And so like, I felt that I shouldn't be so hard on myself and I should figure out like, my goals, right. With my fitness, like, why am I doing it? Like, am I doing it to lose weight? Obviously not. That's not what it's for. That's not what I'm doing because, and I'm just going to be open. Um, and I'm sure there, there's some of you that might have listened to, um, that podcast episode. It's one of my earlier podcast episodes, like one of the very first ones, but, um, if not, this is this is a disclaimer because some people are not very um comfortable hearing um things like this so this has to do with like eating disorders so if this isn't something that you're not you know uh you're not comfortable hearing about i would say like kind of skip oh <laughs> sorry uh, i would say kind of skip this part right but anyway so i suffered with and eating disorder for over 20 years. So when I say, well, I wouldn't even say one eating disorder. It was technically two because it's like I was, because it just depended on the day. So some days I was bulimic and there was other days where I, it was more like anorexia because it's like, I would kind of, some days I would just like starve myself and just not, and not want to eat at all. But then there's other days where I'd eat a lot, but I go, you know, I go purge it. So it's like I 
had this constant battle internally. And I did this for over 20 years. Um, and, but I can officially say that it has been y'all like, I'm so proud of myself. Like I actually almost want to cry. It has been over five years since I have done that because I hate to say it, but I started at a very young age. I started at like the age of 12. So you think about it. I did it up until I was about 32. Yeah, I was 32 when I finally stopped. Now, granted, I did not do it when I was pregnant. I did not. I never messed with my children. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, when I was pregnant, i never did. I didn't do any of that. I, I ate right. I did what I was supposed to do to make sure that they were healthy. And I don't know, I guess something in my brain just clicked. And that's when I would actually take care of myself. I don't know why, but that was the only time I would actually really take care of myself was my, when I was pregnant with my kids after that, you know, and before that, I didn't really take care of myself. I pretty, I was self-destructing. Um, and I have to say that like at 32 is when I started to like really start to kind of, I don't know, like there was a shift there where I started realizing that I cannot live like this anymore. Um, Because if I want to be able to live a long life and be able to be there for my, for my family, I can't keep doing this. And so like, I stopped just like cold turkey, like just stopped. And so I started to go on like this whole new, like mindset, like spiritual journey where I was like, okay, I really need to start taking care of myself and like putting myself first. And so like for the past five years, I've really been like trying to focus a lot on my shadow work, like the inner work. So like I, I went to therapy. I did like all these things because I knew that there was, there was a root cause to all of it. Right. Like it's not just me wanting to be skinny. No, like there is something that triggered me to start doing this. But what the issue was, is I didn't know what it was. I didn't know why I was doing it. I didn't know if it was just me thinking that I was fat. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know why I started it in the first place. And you know, it was, it was, it was me as a kid. I did have extra weight on me, but not a ton, but I would get made fun of. And so it, it's like, I, it just started to impact me and also like my hair. So I used to straighten the fuck out of my hair Like, I mean, like burning my hair. That's why, like, it's taken me so long. Like, my hair journey, like, and I love my hair now. Um, And I've been wearing my hair, like, curly, no heat, all of that for, like, um, going on, like, two years now. Because I finally realized that there's no reason that I should hate my hair. Like, but... I will be honest, though, I have been treated differently because my hair is no longer straight. Like, I've noticed people look at me differently that used to see me with straight hair all the time. Like, they do they do treat me different because they didn't... Re- well, number one, they didn't really know what my natural hair looked like because I was always straightening it. But two, the, you know, and I know some people will be like, oh, well, that's... That's not it. But let's be real. A lot of people don't understand natural hair. And this is my natural hair. Like, literally. Like, this is all of it in its glory. And, like, it, and trust me, like, it's kind of a mess right now. Like, but this is literally me waking up and, like, throwing some gel in it and just trying to make it work. Okay? Because 
I didn't know. I don't know how to take care of my natural hair because guess what? I constantly was either getting it chemically, you know, processed, like, you know, getting relaxers and all different kind of stuff for years since I was young, like since I was little that, and then having other people fuck up my hair because, you know, they didn't know how to work on natural hair, you know, like I never really, because I, most of the time where I lived, there weren't people that could work on my hair. And so I, I've always struggled with that. And luckily now where I live, there's this one girl, um, that, she, you know, an Asian girl, she, she knows how to work on natural hair because she, she originally, um, was doing hair in new Orleans. And so she had like, you know, multiple types of people that she was able to do hair with, but see, most of the people out here, they don't have this, they don't have natural hair like this. So like most of the girls at the salon that I was going to, you know, they didn't know how to work on my hair. Like, they looked at me crazy when I walked in there because they didn't know what to do because naturally curly hair like this, especially, you know, my hair, my hair is kind of like a mixture of like, uh, it's kind of like maybe it's like three C four a ish. It's a kind of a mixture of both that like, it's yeah. Like it, it's a lot. <laughs> and for some people, like they wouldn't know how to deal with it. And I still don't even know how to do my hair. And now, luckily I've gotten better like hair products that are, um, and I actually promote them in my newsletter, even though the, you know, I'm not sponsored by them, nothing like that, but I buy their products and it's amazing. And honestly, my hair would not look the way that it does if it wasn't for them. And that's Hair Growth Company. As a black-owned business, it's a small business out of Maryland. Uh, the the ladies that uh, owns it, um, you know, all of those products are natural, organic things. Like, literally, you pick up the bottle, you can read everything that's in it. And it's all natural ingredients. And I'll be honest, ever since I started using that, my hair feels and looks amazing. And I actually embrace my hair now, but like, that's another thing too, you know, like that's part of my self-care, like, you know, doing my hair and, and stuff and, you know, just taking care of myself, vitamins, you know, all that stuff, you know, it, it doesn't have to just be things like that, but self-care can just be boundaries, period. When it comes to your mental health, things that you don't want to do anymore, things that don't serve you anymore, what, Whatever the case may be, you know, it's just you taking care of you because you're the only person that can take care of you, right? Like you cannot depend on other people to take care of you. And that, that includes, you know, your mindset, any self-development you might do, whether that's like journaling, you know, uh, prayer, um, meditation, what, you know, whatever you end up doing. Um, if you, if you read devotionals, if you, you know, anything, whatever. I mean, cause like, look, like, like I said, this is safe space for all people of all religions or all backgrounds. Um, you know, we don't do that here. We don't, we don't judge nothing. So whatever you do, you know, um, if you believe in a higher power, if you don't, whatever thing is, you do what's best for you in your situation and don't, don't feel like you have to have that external validation, um, from other people because everybody's journey through life is different. We're all different people. We are all expected to have different journeys, um, and we can't expect other people to do the exact same thing that we do. Um, we're not, we're not here to be in an, in an echo chamber, right? We're not here for that. We're here to maneuver through life as humans, as, as souls in human flesh and learn lessons that so, so we can ascend so we can, you know, go on to our next life 
Or if this is our final timeline, we don't go to a next life, right? You know, we, yeah, we go to the spirit realm, but we don't, we don't come back, (laughs) you know? Um, And obviously not everybody believes in past life regressions or, um, or past lives and reincarnation. And I understand that, but that is, that is my own opinion. That is my own belief. Um, and if, you know, um, and I've done past life regressions to know how many times I've been here. (laughs) Um, and so if that's something that you're not into, I totally understand that. And look, there is no judgment. Like, we, none of us are supposed to believe the same thing. I mean, we all, we are all on a path to enlightenment, however that path may be. Right. And if your path is different from mine, that's absolutely fine. But for me, my path was finding my life's purpose and my life's purpose is this podcast is me sharing my stories, but also giving the platform for other women to share their stories as well. Um, because let's be honest, women are the minority we are. And and there's nothing, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know, in this industry, but we are the minority. And so our voices need to be louder. And this gives women in that, in, in this industry, that opportunity to make their voices heard and for them to be loud. Um, and so, you know, and for people just to know who they are, because some of these women, like if they wouldn't have been on the podcast or like promoting themselves through social media or whatever, you might not know who they are unless you like physically go to like a local track that they might be racing at or like their partner might be racing at or whatever. And you might see them in the stands. But other than that, most of these women that are not in major racing organizations like NASCAR, NHRA, GT World Challenge, uh, IMSA, um, you know, Porsche Carrera Cup, Porsche Sprint Challenge. I mean, I can go on and on with like every single racing organization there is. But the ones that have TV time, right, the ones that have media covering them all the time, if you're not in a organization that does that, or you just, you know, that's that big or an organization that is local, like, let's say you just race at your local racetrack or like you're a local race wife, you know, like, like, like myself where, you know, we only race at Baton Rouge Raceway and that's it now. I mean, we used to race at Pike County, but obviously Pike County is, I don't even know anymore. I mean, y'all, and like, I know that sounds horrible and it sounds like I'm bashing the owners, but let's be real. The thing is, if you're only going to be open whenever somebody feels like sponsoring a race, you're never going to be open. I mean, they've only been open once this season. That's it. Like once this racing, racing season. And that was back in, that was back in July. That was when I got sick because I was there and I was not hydrating like I was supposed to. I was doing like autumn kind of stuff. Like pretty much they thought I had a heat stroke, but then they don't really know because I was still having issues after. And now I have no issues, but I don't know. But honestly, just that alone, me getting sick after that race, that major race, like it, it dawned on me. It's like, I've got to take really good care of myself and I've got to like really focus on what I want for myself, like goals for myself and for my family and what, you know, what I truly want to do, because it's like, if I'm getting burnt out on my, on my passion, then what's the point? But like, I want to be consistent with this because I love this, but why am I getting so burnt out? And then it's like, I had to like take a step back and dial it back and be like, Oh, okay. Well, obviously I've been like interviewing people almost every day. And as as an introvert, because I am a major introvert, the podcast puts me completely out of my comfort zone. I love that. But at the same time, you can only talk to so many people before you get emotionally and like physically drained. And that was what was happening with me. Plus, I mean, I was putting in, guys, I I can almost guarantee you before I got hospitalized, 
I was probably putting in as much time into that as as my corporate job. So I was probably working between my corporate job and on the podcast. I was probably working close to, I would say, probably 60, 70 hours a week. Like I was literally overdoing it. And for me, that's way too much. And so I had to really figure out what am I going to do? Like I got to start cutting down the amount of hours that I'm putting into this podcast and not saying that I, I shouldn't make this, uh, you know, a full-time job because I mean, that is the goal. But at the same time though, you don't have to work 40 hours a week to make something your full-time job. You don't. Um, and you can actually read about that in like the four hour work week, um, by Tim Ferriss. Um, so it's true. Most of us are not very productive after four hours. We're not like, if you, if you look at the corporate world, right. If you, especially if you work in an office, um, yeah, you're there for eight hours, but how much time do you really spend at your desk working on something? Maybe four hours if you're lucky, because other than that, it's bathroom breaks, maybe talking around the water fountain or going get lunch or going do this or you going in between a bunch of people's offices or cubicles or whatever. Right. You don't really get eight hours straight of work done at all. You don't. Um, And so that's why, like a lot of People think that the corporate world, like the rules of these eight hours, you know, eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, it's bullshit because it really is because you don't work that much. You really don't. Now, granted, I will tell you this, that like since I've been working from home, I actually get way more done than what I did in an office because I can actually sit here and actually do my work and not have somebody like standing over my shoulder every five, 10 minutes wondering what I'm doing or distracting me. I can actually hyper-focus because that's a neurodivergent thing that I have, you know, um, because, and I've mentioned this before, but, you know, for the people that are not aware, um, I would be considered what is ADHD, which means I have autism and ADHD. So, I can hyper focus. It's like a motherfucker. Like I can literally sit here for hours and focus on something and even forget to eat. Okay. Like if that's why I literally have timers on my phone, like alarms on my phone set up. And that's another thing too, guys, you can do as like, you know, to take care of yourself, like make sure you eat, make sure you drink enough water, make sure you hydrate. Like I actually have to put alarms to tell me when to eat or, you know, or cause sometimes I will just go and eat like just randomly on my own. But I also have alarms set just in case I did not do that because I used to not do that. And I would literally sit at my computer for five to six hours a day and not even realize that I hadn't gotten up to use the bathroom or eat because I will literally, I can literally do that sometimes. And that's not a good way to live. And so that's why I had to start implementing like, um, alarms, but also another thing too, that I started doing. And you know, this is, I'll definitely like link some stuff in the show notes about it, like some resources for you, but the, the Pomodoro method. So for people that don't know what that is, the Pomodoro method is where you work, like it's a timer thing, but it's, it's different amounts of time, like it's segmented. So the first one is for like 25 minutes, you work like for 25 minutes and then you stop and you take a break for like, um, each break is different. So like one is 15 minutes and then you work again for like 25 minutes and then like you'll take a break for like five minutes or something like that. I mean, I'm sure you could change it to fit your schedule and like how you want it. But it it's like it that's how it is. You work in like 25 minute increments 
And I noticed when I started doing that, I've got, I got like way more accomplished because I would actually just only hyper-focus on one task for 25 minutes straight. Um, now, of course, if I ended up finishing that task in less than 25 minutes, that's fine. But it, it keeps you mindful about like you spending time on like one task only. So you don't multitask because I get it. And a lot of you will be like, oh, well, we're supposed to multitask because the corporate world tells you to do that, right? Like you're supposed to be able to multitask. But when you multitask, you actually have more of a chance of fucking up shit. You really do because you're jumping between a bunch of different things. And so you're not giving a lot of your your time and effort into one thing. So you actually have more, there's more of a chance of error. And there's also a chance that you might not fully grasp what you were doing. So it's better to actually focus on one task, get it done, and then jump to something else. Um, And yeah, we are taught that. We're taught to multitask. We were taught that in school. We're we're taught that in, um, in the corporate world too. But the thing is, it's actually bad for you to do. Um, And I don't know why we were taught that. I guess it's because it's like, oh, well, that means you can just handle a bunch of things at one time. You're good. Like that means you can work at a bit at a faster pace than other people or whatever. But it actually burns people out. It actually is not worth it. It's not worth doing. Um, And I don't recommend it. Um, A lot of people now don't recommend it because there is scientific proof behind it. Uh, that's the whole point of the Pomodoro method. It's that it was, it's a scientific um, application, right? It's a productivity hack, but it is based off of scientific facts. So yeah, but I will put some information in the show notes about that. You know, so if you guys want to check it out and there's all different type of um, Pomodoro timers and stuff like that. Like you can, you can literally get them like online, like on like your desktop, um, or you can get them on your phone. Like it, they have them all different ways. I actually use mine and notion. So like I use notion as a way to like track, like all my stuff, like notions, my life. So between notion and Asana, which I'm switching over to Asana for my team, but I'm still going to use notion for my own personal reasons, but we're going to start using Asana to keep up with projects and stuff. But Notion, in which you can actually integrate Asana with Notion. But for some reason, when I was trying to do that, like Notion was not working right. So I'm going to have to try that again. But Notion, like the Notion template that I got, which I got it like for um, from somebody that made it right. Cause you know, there's all, there's all these different notion templates that people make that you can buy and stuff. And honestly, mine, I love it. Cause it's studio Ghibli. And, um, and I don't know who else is like anime fans or whatever, but studio Ghibli is like my favorite thing in the whole entire world. And so, um, mine is studio Ghibli themed. And, um, and so mine has the, it has a timer already on it. So I can just hit the timer in Notion. And I'm normally in Notion anyway, because I have like my main monitor, which I am looking at you guys through right now. And then my actual Mac, my MacBook Pro that I use, um, I have it open as like a second screen. And I put my Notion uh, template up on that screen. And that's where I keep all of that. And then I do everything else on my main monitor. Um, and so that's kind of how I balance myself. Um, and yeah. And like, that's another thing too, guys. Like if you, if you use a planner or you journal, whatever, like that, just getting your life together, like in that way, like, or you can use your phone. Like they have so many different apps that you can use. Um, and I use apps too. So like the app that I use for, for the most part, like when it comes to like my schedule, cause it syncs with my Google calendar and that's what I use for, um, for my company. So we use Google workspace and so we use Google calendar. And so it syncs with my Google calendar. 
Um, it's an app called Structure. Now, obviously not sponsored by them or nothing like that, but I love them. I love I love using the app. Um, and I will put that in the show notes as well so you guys can check it out. Um, there is a free version and a paid version. Uh, I use the paid version. Um, but, you know, there, like I said, there is a free version and you guys can use that. Um, the free version is, is still decent. Like, it's not... I, that's one thing I did like about Structure because I started out with the free and then I switched over to paid. Um, but... It, you don't like you don't lose a ton of features not not being on the paid. Um, you can still do quite a bit on the free. So it's not one of those where it's like, oh, my God, like I have to go with the fr- with the paid because I literally can't do anything um, there. That app is not set up that way, luckily. So there are a lot of things you can still do on the free version as well. Um, but I mean. I knew that this was something that I would really want to like really use and utilize. And that's why I paid. So, um, but yeah, and, and it's not expensive at all. Um, I, like I forgot how much it was, but I paid for like a year and it was like really inexpensive. Um, but, but yeah, so, I mean, you guys can check that out, but like I said, I mean, you guys have to be willing to take care of you, right? Just take care of yourselves. And, you know, creating that structure, whatever it is, your boundaries. And sometimes, I'll be honest, that includes telling your friends and family what those boundaries are, right? Right. Because sometimes these boundaries that you might set for yourself, you've got to let other people know because they could impact the, you know, you being able to keep those boundaries. So definitely don't feel like, don't feel like you're, I would say, inconveniencing them um, by setting boundaries. If they have an issue with it, then that's on them. That's a that's a them problem, right? Like, it's not a you problem. It's a them problem. Like, you know, that, and there's nothing you can do about that. Um, you have to hope that they, that they're willing to respect those boundaries, but sometimes they won't, you know, there are people that will not respect other people's boundaries, no matter what it is. And, you have to be willing to deal with that and however you see fit. Cause I will not tell people how to deal with their own, with their own issues. I mean, we all deal with things differently, but that is something that you have to be mindful of is that boundaries, um, are for you. They're not actually for other people. And so sometimes when you put boundaries, other people can push back, but it, but it, you have to put it in this perspective, how much pushback are you going to take before you tell them something? See what I'm saying? So like, it's all on you when you put boundaries in place, but don't be afraid to. Um, I was really bad about that. I was a major people pleaser. So like, it was very hard for me to put boundaries in place. And I didn't start putting boundaries in place until I went to therapy. So that is another thing guys. And like, And don't be like afraid to go to therapy. Like I know mental health is still a pretty taboo subject, um, in certain, in certain demographics. And, and, and look, I'm telling you guys as a woman of color, like in our communities, it, it's still somewhat of a stigma to go to therapy, um, especially the older generations, they will definitely, they definitely think like, as if like therapy is not a thing or like that, that doesn't make sense, you know, not all, but it's still, it's still looked as a tap, you know, looked down as a taboo thing. Um, and so do it for you. Don't let other people's like, you know, comments or, I should say negativity because really it's being negative, right? Um, Keep you guys from getting the help that you need because for some people, that's what they have. You have to do is go to therapy for, for others. You don't have to, like you might be able to set, 
to set boundaries on your own and others, they might actually need a professional to help them um, just get through all of that. Um, some people just are not able to do that on their own. And so, and that's okay. Um, so definitely if you're someone that you feel like you cannot go that, go, go that route alone. And I was one of those people, um, cause I had tried, you know, for a very long time to just kind of deal with my own personal things, but I had, I, I felt I had no choice, but to go get a professional to, you know, to talk to you. And also, you know, it kind of, um, it kind of also makes it easier for some people because they're not talking to somebody that they personally know. And, but it's also somebody that is, um, pretty much that has to be confidential. And so they can't say anything about it. And so it kind of gives you just like this, this sense of like, you can just say whatever you need to get off your chest and you don't have somebody that's going to automatically judge you. Um, and so for me, it made it easier because there are things that I do talk to my husband about and stuff, but there are things that like, I wouldn't want to talk to him about. Like, I feel it might be too personal and like, I want, and I want to talk to somebody else about, and I'll be honest, like, I don't really have, um, I don't have like friends that I confide in, um, when it comes to like a lot of my personal stuff. So I really, only have like my husband and I don't want to like put that on my daughter, you know, cause I mean, she's a kid and I don't want to combine confide in her about adult type things. So I had no choice at that time, but, but to go and talk to a therapist because I needed that outlet and I didn't have that with anybody else. Um, and so there's nothing wrong with it. And so I think that, you know, we just all kind of have what we, you know, whatever, whatever works best for, for you, right. Or anybody, you know, it's not, it's never the same. Like it's not a one size fits all thing. So yeah, guys, so that's it. Um, and like I mentioned, I'm going to, uh, link all of the resources that I talked about, um, in the description below, um, well, or show notes, I should say. Um, and, and yeah, like definitely let me know, um, what else, you know, what other content you guys would love for me to talk about. Um, obviously I do want to try and stay within like the self-development, um, mindset, productivity type realm of content, but, you know, if there's specific subjects that you guys want me to talk about, um, definitely let me know. Um, you can DM me on Instagram or you can email um, what, you know, or just anywhere like you guys see all my links in the show, no show notes. So you can hit me up somehow, some way, um, you know, I'll answer any you know emails or messages that you guys send me. Um, and, and yeah, so, um, until next time guys, uh, take care and go out and manifest your best life. Bye.